Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ladies and gentlemen, we've had a medical emergency this week. Uh, Joshua Weller of the Dirty Air podcast has had to have a filling in his tooth. Some people pronounce it tooth. Mm. uh, Some people pronounce it tooth. Do you pronounce it tooth or tooth? I pronounce it tooth. Yeah, and <laughs> yes, I'm trying my best. No, I, I can talk properly. I just can't drink. You, you don't look like you can talk properly, but it sounds. Is my mouth is if it wonky? If I close my eyes, it looks like you're talking normally. Is my mouth wonky? Yeah, it is, is it? wonky. Yeah, yeah. God, that's cool. And when you drink water, you look like a billy goat chewing well, it, a tin can. It suits that my mouth's wonky because it was a wonky race. It was upside down day in Singapore, wasn't it? Everyone forgot. Every <laughs> it's really hard to talk. Everyone forgot how to drive. For one. And speak. (laughs) (laughs) My theory is, is that it was upside down day because Singapore is upside down on the planet. Right. Do you know what I mean? So all the drivers had to go to an upside down part of the planet so they couldn't drive normally. I love your... Lewis crashed. Yeah. Max just ate balls the whole race. He crashed, but not fatally. It wasn't uh, a kind of a a, a terrible crash, was it? He sort of nudged a wall. Also, and I hate to do this, but uh, Singapore's uh, uh, equatorial. What does that mean? It's on the equator. It's neither up nor down. No, you were saying that it was like on the other side. It was on the other hemisphere. So it's wonky. It's upside down. Yeah. But it's not. It's like the flattest you could get. Okay. Well, it's really far away. It's very far away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all the drivers were driving farly wrong. I'm yeah. still high from the <laughs> agents. <laughs> but it was nice. I, did you enjoy the race, Josh? Uh, n- n- no, no, of course I didn't. Did you enjoy the race? I enjoyed we, it because we, we watched it together. it together. I enjoyed that we watched the race together, yeah, but I didn't enjoy that the first... By the time it got to 12 laps, I thought, oh my God, this is the longest thing that's ever happened in is my they're, life. They're, they're big long laps, aren't my they? My parents' divorce was quicker than the Singapore Grand Prix. Yeah. And that lasted years. <laughs> and but somehow the Singapore Grand Prix felt longer than the trauma of a childhood divorce. Yeah. Oh my, if I had to relive, <laughs> if I had to go through my parents' divorce again or that Singapore Grand Prix, Divorce hands. The only thing I enjoyed, really, I really love Max in qualifying, running out of petrol. That was absolutely tasty, yum, 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 delicious. Do you think your parents' divorce or Formula One at the moment has more underhand tactics with regards to covering up of financial transactions? Oh, that's a really good question. Yeah, my dad did hide a lot of money. In Um, in other women. (laughs) Um... And I think that, I mean, much like, you know, parents, Formula One is not is not listening. They're not listening to anyone. We, they've announced more sprint races. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. No, no good. Stop, no good. Stop it. Stop the sprint races. Yeah. They've announced more night races. Nobody, again, it's, what is there to get excited about? Well, you're under lights. But they have to race at night because otherwise we'd have to get up at 4am. And it's under the lights. Yeah, but... It doesn't matter because it's not a more interesting race. Sorry, Josh. It feels like you are not hearing how excited they are 
when they say under the lights. Like, yeah, but I don't think you're hearing me that it doesn't make the race interesting. Josh, they're under lights. What's wrong with you? Okay, I, th- I think you're fundamentally missing the point. See, a, a race relies on good corners, uh, a tight pack, lots of overtaking. It doesn't rely on it being dark. It's not dark, it's under lights. Oh, I didn't look at it that way. Yeah, now you've come oh, around that's to... pretty good. Now that the, the yeah. medication's wearing off, you've... And, Oh being my reasonable God. at long the, last. The anticipation, because yeah. of that Singapore crash in 2017, where um, Vettel and Raikkonen and Max all kind of had a ping-pang-plong to get, I can't talk today, but when they all went do-lally into each other on that first corner, mm-hmm. everyone just goes, oh my God, ever... You, you just avoid everyone's from now on. All of the people mm-hmm. involved go, oh my God, this is... Is it going to be like 2017? Is it going to be like no, uh, PK and Alonso? Yada, 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 yada. And then it's just, it was just boring. It was a boring race. I didn't think it was a bad race, but I thought it was a bad race for what should have been a good race. If you wrote down on paper, okay. hey, do you want, Sing- give hey, you do you want Singapore in the wet? I'll, I'll go, give you uh, that. Yeah, big time. Yeah. But... You know that would that that was a, that was the best Monaco I've ever seen. Oh, by the way, I'm Josh Weller and I'm Alfie Brown, and this oh is dirty air. Maybe I should affect some sort of speech impediment out of solidarity. Maybe I with should you. just punch you in the face so that you get a fat lip. Yeah, okay. you could do that. I also think that a lot of the drama at the minute in the race is this, it's all about the off track rather than the on track right now. Like all this penalty uh, spending cap penalties. Very exciting. They're not going to penalise Red Bull. They are. How, what do they get? Do you know what the penalties are? Yeah. Should we go? Let's go through. I the- mean, I think maybe some of our listeners don't. So okay. there would be no harm in you reading them to us, Joshua. So, Actually, maybe I should read them. Two teams have. <laughs> two teams have. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Two teams have overspent this year. Number one team, Red Bull, who are sprinting off to the championship. It's a matter of time before they win. This right? is conjecture, yeah. Yeah, fine. And and everyone's up in arms. But it's, it is funny that the other team that have potentially overspent is Aston Martin. Yeah, it's really good. I mean, it just adds such a weird layer of comedy because nobody cares about... Nobody cares about... Not even, not even Alonso, who's going to Aston Martin cares about Aston Martin. But what where would they be? Like, was it just was it originally just a Ford Escort? And then they had that how have they overspent? Like what would it have been without the overspending? It's so embarrassing. It it's, started the season as a Brio car and yeah. uh, <laughs> like a wooden car with wooden wheels. Okay, so these are the um these are the penalties for um going over the spending cap. I'm going to attempt a sip of coffee that I'm drinking through a straw. Uh, the penalties for overspending by 5%. Mm-hmm. This is under or over 5%. 5%. Over 5%. Over 5%. Over 5%. Oh, it's catching. Mm. Suspension of stages of the competition, excluding the race, meaning not the race, so they collect less Data. Excluding the race, not FP. So FP one, two, three, or qualifying, right. they would be suspended from. So it doesn't you still get to race. So you can overspend, overspend, do it, do what you want, but you can't do FP one. Continue. FP one or FP two or FP three? Yeah, great. Who cares? Red Bull could not they could skip all of them and still win. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. It would be interesting to know how much that because they're all I mean, they'd have to wait for FP one and FP two and FP three to stop and then go around there on their silly scooters, wouldn't they? Okay. Chugging along, kind of trying to memorise the corners and do all that thing that they see, you see people doing with their eyes closed and memorising the corners with the yeah, but steering Max, wheel Max on their Yeah, but Max has hand. already had all the corners beaten into him. 
Uh, $25,000 fine. Got to be more than that. $25,000. You could, Max Verstappen could cut off one of his fingernails and sell it for that right now. So it doesn't matter. Carry on. Uh, limitations on wind testing. They get, they get penalized the year after the penalty is. So for example, if they're penalized now for 2021, they would get less wind tunnel use next year. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. So that's a relatively good punishment. Okay. But at the same time, it's not a punishment, is it? No. It's, 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 if you do something bad and you're not allowed to eat dessert in the future. Well, that is a punishment, but you, you've already... You've already won. Stealing like 500,000 pounds and then going, okay, keep the well, money. You keep that, yeah. but you're going you to prison for a couple of months. <laughs> and the sand does get hot in it the does, warm weather. It does blister, doesn't it? Um, a lower cap on spend one year after the penalty is applied. Yeah, so you, they're not allowed to spend as much. So you can spend all you want and win I the championship. I think that would be fun. I would like that. You, yeah, but you can win the championship and go, well, that means in two years' time we won't win the championship. Yeah. These are all stupid punishments. Okay, I'm not so... I mean, yeah, and uh, uh, the suspension of stages of the competition include... Anyway, I don't know how much effect these things would have. Anyway, exclusion from competition stages, including the race itself. Okay, then they can't race. So Right. You right. can tell me that that's a stupid one as well. At this juncture, <laughs> Red Bull could not race for the next four races and still win the World Championship. But they would take such huge losses on not being able to race, not accruing any of the money. The business depends on them being able to race. Yeah, but they've they've got enough money to overspend, so it doesn't matter, does it? Well, they've already overspent, and the, the amount that they will earn each race will be completely necessary to the business model's continuation. Okay, so I can feel that we're disagreeing on a lot of this. So what I've done is I've come up with some penalties that I think I should happen. Can I one? Exclusion oh. from the championship. Yeah, okay, well, that's a pretty big one. Yeah, it's pretty big. <laughs> okay. Whether it be the constructors or the drivers. Yeah, that's the other thing. The contract doesn't stipulate whether it's constructors or drivers, which is quite interesting. But surely they could just... Because they could change the name of the team and go, no, we're not called Red Bull anymore. We're back to Toro Rosso and then just race again. Yeah. Um, I've written down some penalties that I'd like to think we can agree on if you overspend. Okay. Okay. So if 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 Red Bull are found guilty of overspending, yeah. uh, 200 points docked, and Christian Horner has to wax his arms and bollocks on television. So what? Hang on. What was the first? What two, was two hundred points docked? Two hundred. Two hundred points docked. Docked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it would spice up the championship again, essentially. And Horner has to um, during FP two wax his arms, and then during qualifying, while he's while they're talking to him on the on that annoying thing that they do. Hey, let's cut to the villain of Formula One to see how we're doing during the race. <laughs> And he has to, and he, but we don't see it, but we just hear him having his nuts waxed. <laughs> oh, I think it would be more fun to see him. I think there's a lot of his identity is in his arm hair. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I know, I know, I know. That's what you were. That's what you were trying to strip him of. So I, I, he's a lot of his masculinity as somebody who's walking at like you know whatever he is five six. Um, Putin's height, the Putin height. Mm -hmm. they're, they're, they're all wrong ones, aren't they? Those five mm -hmm. foot six yeah, men. They are. They all. If we have any listening, you know, keep yourself to yourself. Yeah. Don't, don't try and take over the world or be in movies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, don't start a podcast. No. It's a Joe Rogan reference. How tall am I? Uh, you're taller than that, mate. Okay. Don't worry. Not, but not by much. Yeah, but you're quite, you've got, you've got, you're very charismatic and handsome. So it's sort of, a, people think you're taller than you are. Oh, that's very sweet. Another appropriate punishment. Oh my God, this is so hard to talk with a numb, numb mouth. <laughs> um, another appropriate punishment, I think, would be if Horner has to, for one tour, replace posh spice for, with the spice girls that's the best and he has to do the thing now here's the story you mean ginger spice but yeah we got 
No, 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 Posh Spice, because she's left. Oh, because she's left, okay. The M in the so place. he has to be there with... His wife. Yeah, no no one wants to work with their wife. No one, no woman wants to work with her husband. It would be a nightmare for both of them. Oh my God, it would be, it would be such an... And he has to wear the little black cocktail dress and do the sideways stance with her finger. No, 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 that finger. But this is, this works well, but he would have to wax his arms if he was going to yeah. do this. And he has to do the line. Once again, if we endeavour, love will bring us back together. Say you believe it. Uh, um, Say you believe it. Once again, while we endeavour, with his sort of nervous, sort of scrunched nose and sort of blinking eyes covering up all of his... And you could put a deck of cards in the creases on his face at this point, couldn't you? um, Love. (laughs) (laughs) Are you as good as I remember, baby? Uh, I've uh, I've I've taken the time uh, given uh, given the situation that uh, Red Bull Christian Horner allegedly possibly find themselves in. I've taken the time uh, based on a meme that we released the other day mm-hmm. uh, of uh, 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 where in which uh, Lieutenant uh, Colonel Jessup uh, from A Few Good Men is uh, Christian Horner. So let me just uh, give some context to our listeners. So. Um... Uh, there's a bit in a, a movie called A Few Good Men, which um, if you haven't seen it, I'm about to do a spoiler, but you've had 35 years to watch it. So Tom Cruise is a uh, a youthful, inexperienced, very arrogant young lawyer who has to uh, get a um, very, um, uh, what's the word, celebrated military captain to admit a that colonel. he ordered, colonel, that to admit that he made two of his subordinates essentially torture a soldier leading to his death and it goes to court. And as you know, from the movie, it's the, you can't handle, you can't handle the truth. It's that film. And um, it reminds me very much of what's going to happen when Horner is in court with the FIA. So we've rewritten um, broad, broad humor on the dirty air podcast. We've rewritten (laughs) the famous courtroom scene from a few good men um, replacing Jack Nicholson for Christian Horner. And away we go. I wonder how this will actually play out. I'm going to play the music. This is, um, uh, Christian Horner uh, coming out to do his post-race interview and being uh, taught, uh, sp- I- interviewed by Martin Brundle about uh, breaking uh, the spending cap. So we've got uh, Brundle. Uh, Christian Horner, did you break the spending cap? Karun Chandok, you don't have to answer that question. Horner, I'll answer the question. <laughs> you want answers? I-, I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Son, we live in a world that has cars, and those cars have to be driven by short men from wealthy families. Who's gonna do it? You? You, Natalie Pinkham? I have a greater responsibility than you can possibly fathom. You weep for Abu Dhabi, and you curse our engine upgrades. You have that luxury. You have the luxury of not knowing what I know, that breaking the spending cap while cheating probably won races, and my existence, whilst grotesque and incomprehensible to you, wins races. You don't want the truth because deep down in places you don't talk about on Ted's notebook, you want me on that pit wall. You need me on that pit wall. We use words like max, car, racing. We use these words as the backbone of an elaborate marketing exercise for an energy drink. You use them as commentary. I have neither the time nor the inclination to explain myself to a man who wanders around speaking to Samuel L. Jackson under the blanket of the very entertainment that I provide. 
I would rather you just said, great race, Christian, and went on your way. Otherwise, I suggest you pick up a power unit and start a Formula One racing team. Either way, I don't give a damn what you think you are entitled to. <laughs> a bit of... It's a nice way... Did you order the Red Bull? What is it? What is the line? Did you order the Red? What, what's the attack called in A Few Good Men? Oh, um, uh, uh, the Red Code flag. Red. Code, code Red, red Bull. <laughs> the code red Bull. Did you order the Code Red Bull? You're goddamn right I did! <laughs> oh my god. Um, let's get into our. You, Natalie Pinkham. Let's get into our Formula One race review. Of yeah, the, let's do that. Of the Formula One. Oh my God, this is so hard to say with a numb mouth. Oh, yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> Round 17, the Formula One Singapore Airlines Singapore Grand Prix. <laughs> oh, God, that is cumbersome, <laughs> isn't it? Um, I found it so funny that it said. With, with the national anthem, the Singapore national anthem is pretty good. It's quite it is, happy because yeah. they've got they've got a booming economy, don't they? There's no cost of living crisis in Singapore. Well, it's not really a kind of it's not a it's not a proper country, is it? It's a no. And one of the I mean the one the straight line of the track is called the Raffles Strait, mm-hmm. so, <laughs> <laughs> which is a five star plus hotel, a luxury hotel that all the kings and sultans stay at. Um, but I did find it funny that the national anthem was sang by the. It just said Singapore Airlines crew. Didn't credit any of them. Just the people that give you your Bloody Marys. That's it. <laughs> That's all it was. In 10th place in the Constructors' Championship, um, Williams having a... Uh, this was such a good race for them because Albon DNF'd and Latifi DNF'd. Um, mm. And um, Latifi actually hit Zhou Guan Yu, the greatest showman, mm. ruining his race. Um, I'd like to know... We haven't actually figured out this stat yet, but I'd like to know... We, we will do this next week the percentage total of Latifi races that have ended in DNFs. Yeah. Because His races started to races finished ratio. It must be about 25%. Maybe Well, you think more. he's finished 25 of his races? <laughs> no, I was going to say, I thought he'd crashed in 25. I'd say, I'd, 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 I wouldn't be shocked if it was like 60-40. Oh my God. And also, you can get it up on Wikipedia. It shows you like, they've got all the, in a, in a little sort of well, let's spreadsheet do it now. thing. Let's get it up. Okay, uh, so... And when, when was his last season, his first season? Yeah. F1 season. And if we go down to the bottom here, we can see on the little... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Has he finished a lot? Is it not that bad? No, that's, that's so disappointing. Oh, We've no. been so unfair to Nicholas Latifi. It's unbelievable. <laughs> How many races has he finished? <laughs> he only retired three times last season. Really? Yeah. What about... Wait, what about crashed out? No. He that- retired... Three times last season. You're kidding. And he finished in the top 10 twice. That's not bad. We owe an apology to Nicholas Latifi. He's had a great season. George Russell, who was also at Williams last year, DNF'd four times. He had a worse... Yeah, but he got points, didn't he? He he, he finished in the top 10 twice. Four times. Oh my God, I can't believe we've done this. We've been so horrible. Nicholas Latifi is amazing. And one of those was Belgium that didn't count because it was just a couple of laps around behind the safety car. Latifi's the best Formula One driver of all time. Is that what you're saying? No, that's still Lance Stroll, isn't it? Oh yeah, of course. Sorry. Um, We established that and also we established that Sebastian Vettel is the greatest world champion of all time. And my logic, my playground logic for that, I like a little bit of playground logic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you kind of don't know much about a sport, you can just yeah. use playground logic to sound like you know. Playground logic about. sounds like a 90s hip hop group, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
Coming so, up next is Playground Logic featuring ODB with Money, Money, Money. When Seb won his... <laughs> <laughs> when Seb won his four world championships, uh, he won them, on average, further away from his teammate. Lewis, when he won his world championships, his teammate was always closer together to him. Well, not always, but most of the time he was closer to his teammate and in fact lost to his teammate. I feel like when you say things like this, you have that Russell Crowe, you know, the blackboard genius drawings going over your eyes, that meme. That's what I feel. That's really, that's that's kind for essentially what is sort of like happenstance and bullshit. And there's loads of other, (laughs) there's loads of other factors that could contribute to this. And I've ignored all of them. (laughs) Lab 26, when Albon crashed. Yeah. The speed at which he went, no, 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 I'm fine. I I can keep going. He's had his appendix out. He's bleeding in the inside of his car. No, 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 I'm fine. Because he can feel Nick DeVries just breathing. But I wouldn't be surprised if on the, on the screen on his steering wheel, DeVries just flashed up sporadically during the race. I'm coming for you. Mm. Or he's got like PVC glue and like (laughs) cut out a little paper printed off Nick DeVries and like put it on his steering wheel for inspiration. (laughs) Like every time he looks down, he sees Nick DeVries on the steering wheel and pushes down a little bit harder on the accelerator. (laughs) Not my seat. I mean, Albon's gone from one of those people who we were pretty sure was, first of all, he's not getting, he's got Latifi's seat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, Albon's fine. Albon's fine. Um, ninth place, Aston Martin, Vettel and Stroll. So uh, one, two things of note um, to do with Aston Martin's weekend. Number one is that Sebastian Vettel has um, posted on Instagram that he has a documentary about his life coming out. And in true Sebastian Vettel fashion, the entire advert has no subtitles and is in German. <laughs> <laughs> he's such a centrist dad, a complete rebel. Look, he's uh, he's an avant-garde uh, genius. He's a cool guy. He and he's an artist, and that's and that's the thing about him is that he doesn't really care about your like the needs of the market or what the masses long for. He wants to have a drive. He wants to release a documentary. He he is a, he's he's truly authentic, and he's found himself in a very kind of spiritual and fulfilling way. That said. Lance Stroll is his equal in every part and um, finished ahead of that him this week. That bit where Alonso, Hamilton and Seb were fighting and Stroll was just pranced out in front, just ignoring everything that was going on with these three, you know, um, wily old foxes, as Brundle would call them. Yes, and yes. Stroll was just off in the in the distance, just not caring, was pretty tasty. He's so great. Yeah, I really After like Lance all Stroll. all of this fucking shit that he's had slung his way. We, we should try and get Lance Stroll and Latifi on here at the same time. That would be a dream come true. Do you think? Yeah, I'd love that. What would you? What would the angle be? Uh, we could just eat ravioli and do the podcast. It'd be nice. It'd be, it'd be fun. Yeah. You know? I feel like eating ravioli on a podcast might be an ASMR <laughs> treat for our listeners. <laughs> um, Even beyond you sucking your numb bottom <laughs> lip every so often. Also, with Aston Martin this weekend, they were joined in the garage for qualifying by the seminal American punk, pop punk rock outfit, Green Day, named after how much they used to like smoking marijuana. Um, and it got me thinking... Um, because Green Day are quite appropriate to be in the Aston Martin garage because they haven't done anything good for a long time. Mm. And they used to be very good. Mm. But now yeah, they're kind of just fulfilling their duties and they're called Green Day, yeah. Aston Martin race in green. Oh. And Green Day, the race was a night race. Oh. oh my God. And Green Day had an album called American Idiot and Lawrence Stroll is a Canadian genius. Oh. There are lots and lots of ties. It's, other, it's more wonky stuff. It got me, it was upside down day. Mm. Um, it got me thinking which bands should be in which driver's garages? Who are the most appropriate bands? So I've written a little list. Okay, I'll tell you what I think. Okay, fine. Uh, Williams, classic English brand who have been shit for a long time. Similar vibe to 
Aston Martin or quite the, like fit. Exactly. So I've gone with the Who. Okay, I like yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm with you. Yeah. I still really like to see the Who. I was thinking maybe like the the Wainwright family. Oh, why? Because it's the way it was passed down from Frank to Claire. Oh yeah, that's quite good actually. All right, um, AlphaTauri Scuderia AlphaTauri is an Italian team, mm-hmm. right? But it's not the best Italian team, so I put Placido Domingo. <laughs> <laughs> from the three tenors but he's not Pavarotti that's yeah, Ferrari that's obviously. Okay. well done okay good Haas American but shit Imagine Dragons well I, my son wouldn't like that but I, I'm inclined to agree with you okay um, Alfa Romeo also an Italian team but again not number one so Jose Carreras also from the three tenors <laughs> um, McLaren Thinks they're great, but not that great. Harry Styles. Yeah, I like that. I like and that. also because Harry Styles has put that film out this week where his acting is like the, all the charm of a Don't wet worry. mop. Don't worry, darling. And One Direction as well. McLaren have been going in One Direction for quite a long time. Which is- I, 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 can we have them as One Direction, not Harry Styles? Harry Styles is trying to do this sort of, I'm creating my own universe. I'm wild. It's so experimental. Like it's, you know, I, I, my, that's what a mate of mine said. Oh no, Harry Styles is great. I really like his like universe creation. Do you mean he's in a blouse? I don't understand. Like, I'm all for it. He can wear like that's great. He looks great. He yeah. looks really great. But he's not created a universe. No, he's just wearing like a. He's dressed like Alice in Wonderland. He's not. It's not a universe. No. Also, David Beckham did it 25 years ago, and David Bowie did it. David Bowie did it. I mean, it's what. It's not that. It's he's he is the like like zenith of that pop star that people mention when they want to kind of go. I like pop, actually. So I'm not cynical because I actually like pop. So Harry Styles is actually, Waterman and Sugar, that's actually a brilliant song. Um, Alpine. Macopine. Pomopine. Asus pour moi. Um, sexy. A very sexy team. Okay. Because Ali- Elise. Okay. Well, because, um, no, not, not French pop star Elise. From the 90s. Although if you haven't seen the music video by Elise from the 90s, I please check it out. Um, Alpine. Um, very sensual team. Uh, Fernando Alonso, the sexiest man alive, and allegedly Pierre Gasly is going to their, their, to Alpine next year, and he's been posted some very sexy pics of him and his mum on Instagram. So I've gone with Serge Gainsbourg. Mm-mm. It's the kind of music you'd put on after a race. Alonso pours a little tequila. Yeah, put on your kimono and just go at it for a while. I love it. Um, Mercedes. Um, I've gone with um, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Because they used to be huge, but very disappointing of late. Well, but they're, but yeah, but that's, they're very, but it's very recently, more recently than the Red Hot no, Chili Peppers. No, they've been bad for a long time, Chili Peppers. No, Mercedes. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> yes, yes. Also, I was thinking maybe just like an old punk band, like um, maybe The Damned, because they people used to pogo at punk gigs. And oh, that's, that's, cool. that's what Mercedes have been doing to their drivers this yeah, year. That's good. Okay, yeah. that one, that one, that one. I choose that one. Ferrari. Yeah. Um, I've gone with Bruce Springsteen. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because iconic brand, the, you know, hero of their country, but not really delivering at the moment. This is everyone. Yeah. Everyone, everyone is, everyone fits because they're not delivering it, that they used to be good. Wait till you hear what I got for Red Bull. Well, somebody who... Red Bull is was ir- good and then shit no, and then good again. Red Bull is era specific. I've got Slipknot in 1999. Oh, uh, okay. 
because everyone went, oh my God, we're so scared of them. Oh my God. Wow. Look at that. that you know, Red Bull are very much the bad boys of the paddock. They came in as this energy drink and everyone went, oh, who is this? Much like we couldn't tell who Slipknot were behind the masks. Oh, who is this? But as time goes on and we've, they've taken the masks off, we realise they're all just a bunch of nerds. Mm, there we go. That's good. Okay. okay. That's, that's, that might be the best one. Thank you very much. I'm looking forward to um, Red Bull's Stone Sour era. It's <laughs> a niche one for anybody. Any listeners who um, like Stone Sour, please. Eighth place, Alpha Tauri. Well um, done. That was seamless. Right, right back into the race review. I was worried about how we were going to do that. But pretty you've good, right? done that really, really well. Um, nothing really to report there. Sonoda, a miserable DNF. Gasly took his mum to the race, I assume, to make up for the fact that he posted her clunge onto the internet. Jesus Christ. Just. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can still say that word all right then. <laughs> I would say about AlphaTauri though, like, that's really shit. Yeah. That's really bad. Yeah. They're doing really, really bad. They're, they're eighth. They're but awful. this seems to have come out of nowhere. And everybody always speaks like about like the worst teams or the the ones, if you're going to put bets on teams to get no points, you yeah. would always usually go, you'd go like Williams first bet, Haas second bet. Then maybe you'd go Aston Martin. And then you've got like, maybe then you could probably go Alfa Romeo next and then AlphaTauri. Like Alpha Tauri are kind of middle of the pack. They're synonymous with, you know, mediocrity or being a good second fiddle to whoever was at, or third and fourth fiddle rather, to whoever was at Red Bull Racing. But um, this yeah. kind of falling away is, it's almost like uh, somebody is siphoning off the m- money that they're using to put into another team. Mm, isn't that weird? That's weird. Isn't that strange? Um, like they're underperforming and Red Bull overperforming. Mm. What you gonna do with all that Haas? All that Haas inside them chinos. Isn't that a um, Black Eyed Peas song? Yes, that's hard to say with a numb mouth. Black Eyed Peas because Will I Am was it the race? Was there with the other two? When they it was very much Will I Am and then the other two, weren't they? I can't remember their names. Can you remember their names? Um, Will I Am? Apple to App. Yeah, there's Tony. He is. And uh, Marcus, that's me. Those are the other two guys. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, in the black eyed peas. Sorry. Yeah, that's funny. Um, Alpha Romeo, um, Bottas, Joe Guan Yu. Really nothing to report uh, aside from um, it's time for Smack Bud Bud Bud. Um, in the sauna. He posted that sexy sauna video, didn't he? Yeah, and and it was a bit, a bit a bit funny as well. Yeah, he was like, um, uh, Singapore prep for most people, daily routine in Finland. It's like, no, 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 daily routine for millionaires in Finland, Bottas. There's a difference. Not everyone has a sauna. I, I don't know. I I've never been to Finland. I, actually, I have sauna. been to Finland. I never went to a sauna. Really? Though. Yeah, did every house have a sauna? No, but it was very expensive beer, so I think people are doing all right there. Um, if you got in a sauna, you go in the sauna, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and you go in and, and the steam clears and Bottas is next to you. Mm. What would you say? Let's set the scene. Hang on. Sorry. Sorry. Did I put too much? I put some steam on the thing. Are you? Hi. Hello. Hi. My name's Alfie. Oh, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. I was just trying to work out. Do you breathe in, when you're in a sauna, do you breathe in through your nose or through your mouth? Because it's sort of, when I breathe through my nose, I kind of get the, the top cavity of my sort of nasal cavity gets quite hot and the kind of air burns it. If I breathe in through my mouth, the back of it gets 
So I just, I'm a big F1 fan, by the way. But the back of my throat, um, it kind of burns when I breathe in through my mouth. I'm just wondering if there's... The back of my throat is, is still uh, sore also from crying so much the five years. I had to swallow my pride so much that when Lewis was beating me. Look, I was asking a kind of quite simple question. Do you question like an about, espresso? I have a coffee machine in here. Would you like No, 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 no. I don't like it. I, I mean, just, I, in don't a sauna. Mind me. Losing a lot of water weight in the sauna. And I... If you have a coffee in the sauna, it's just going to dehydrate you. Like you want to be I'm, upping, I'm making a double espresso. You want to be upping your water intake in a sauna. A coffee will dehydrate you. You don't want... I'm a bad boy. To who would make enchant? Fuck you. Do you remember that? Yeah, that's, that's me. That's right. That's the other guy. I'm, that's me. The two, uh, two, James is Valkyrie. Fuck you. That's me. I'm a bad boy. Look at my dick. Can you see my dick? I'm uncut. I feel really I'm un- uncut like a man. Yeah. See this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See this? Yeah. See the tattoo here on my inner thigh? Fuck you, Louis. See that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Look, I, I don't know who, like, what this is or what you... No, 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 no. It's a daily I, routine I, in Finland. I, I, I was speaking about our interaction, actually. <laughs> That's too much. I need to leave, bye-bye. <laughs> what was that? McLaren. <laughs> uh, next up, McLaren, um, Norris and Ricciardo. I mean, Danny just eating balls and Norris advertising Halo on his helmet this weekend. Um, it's just going too far, this sponsorship stuff. It's, it's pretty soon they're going to be... Like when the drivers are congratulated after the race, when Horner goes on, oh, well done, Checo, that was a mega race. Checo's going to be advertising films, isn't he? Um, vamos, Checo, vamos. That was a brilliant race. Oh, uh, thank you very much indeed. Uh, uh, and don't forget in cinemas this weekend, uh, uh, new Star Wars, uh, very exciting uh, in cinemas, uh, uh, October 12th. Uh, thank you very much indeed. Uh, vamos, yeah. Well done, George Russell. P2, that was fantastic. Oh my God, absolutely mega race, guys. I'll tell you what else is mega. She-Hulk, which is streaming now on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> um, while we're talking about McLaren, it brings me to my inappropriate sponsor of the week. See, normally we come up with a fake brand here, but we don't need to this week because McLaren um, are now owned by OKX, the crypto company. And they've made Daniel Ricciardo be in an advert with a puppet honey badger. Oh, for fuck's sake. And um, and they've covered the car. They've gone, look at our new livery. Isn't our new livery amazing? It's like, no, no, no. You're just advertising. Don't paint it like you've created this new merch drop for people. You've just run out of money. So you've had to take the money from a fake banking. What the fuck even is crypto? Right? Seriously, what is it? Do you do, you do it? I don't do it. No, it's, I mean, it's, it's just... Um... It's it's a it's a it's a kind of global currency that exists in the internet, and it's all I have no idea. Maybe that would have been should have been my band for McLaren was the '90s punk outfit Rocket from the Crypto. I feel really sorry for Danny in that I mean, which in a way that you just alluded to, in that he's lost his seat for next year, but they're still getting him to do. Hey, could you just before you fuck off? Could you um, (laughs) could you chat to a honey badger about cryptocurrency? Right, I'm not really sure what's in that for me. <laughs> oh, it's so it's, sad. It's so rude. I know. Like fucking Ugh. hell. It's re- it's like that bit where um, uh, Scar puts his claws in Mufasa's paws right before he throws him off the cliff. <laughs> it? It's really depressing. Um, Alpine. Macapine. Promopine. Esus Pomoir. Um, 
Ocon DNF and Alonso DNF. Um, although Alonso did hold off Max like an absolute champion for quite a lot of that great. race. That was the most fun bit, was just watching Alonso not let anyone overtake him. El both out. So far out. Mercedes, Hamilton and Russell. Russell having the worst weekend of his did career. Did we do... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You got them the wrong way around because you always write down the teams before the race. No, Alpine are now fifth. So it goes Alpine, McLaren. I thought we did McLaren early. Oh, wow. So McLaren are fourth in the championship because they both did really well. And I think actually that, well, they didn't do well. They just, they got quite so lucky. Sad. I mean, how many tyres did, did George Russell use during that race? I, I lost count around 80. <laughs> it's like by the time they finally put that last set of tyres on, it was like they'd run out and they just put like wine corks on instead or something <laughs> absolutely ridiculous. It was so dumb, like Oreo cookies. Like they'd run out of wheel. He was phoning it in that race. Yeah. Yeah, just yeah. completely, yeah, I'll just, I'll do whatever. Yeah, that was a bad, bad weekend for him. His first bad weekend of the season, which given that we're at the arse end of the season, is yeah, pretty good pretty going good. for young George. Yeah. But um, yeah, McLaren had a good race, but they sort of had a good race more because Alpine had a bad race mm-hmm. than because they had a good race. Yeah. Alpine, as you would say, chunked it. Mm-hmm. And that was, uh, but you know, it's good for Lando and good for Danny Rick. Who knows what happens as we venture forth, but at least Lando and Danny, I, you know, or people invested in McLaren and Alpine, they still have something to play for, which That's makes the whole end of the season exciting. Yeah. Cause I mean, also a very good, uh, rare, not, not rare, but a very good result for Ferrari, Leclerc second and Sainz third. Um, and Hamilton drove into a wall. But we Hamilton drove into a wall, but I, he, I assume he was off balance because he'd put his nose stud back in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, and now we've got Ferrari. To, okay, so here's why I think this was um, Ferrari's most depressing race yet. Josh has just had another sip of water, <laughs> listener. And, uh, and I think it was the best one yet. <laughs> I can't drink. Carry on. Sorry. <laughs> I'm getting the feeling back. Starting to come back. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah, um, this back. is going to be a, a a stellar end to the podcast. Yeah. Um, Ferrari made no bad strategy choices. They started a bit poorly, but I don't think that, or, or at least Leclerc started poorly. I yeah. don't think that was going to make too much difference in the long run. Uh, they had a uneventful, consistent, good drive. Mm-hmm. Both drivers performing to the best of their ability, yeah. and they finished behind the uh, team above them's uh, shitter driver. Yeah. like And if Max Verstappen was anywhere near the top, he would have blown the road past them. It just, even when they're at their best, they're, they're not good not enough. They're still not the best. Yeah, and yeah. That, uh, in Monaco, they could go, oh, we would have won that if not for yeah. our own fuck-ups. And then 98 other times when they put the wrong tyres on or they've, you know, accidentally, you know, sent Charles out in an ice cream van or whatever it is they do. Like... <laughs> All the strategy fuck-ups, there were none of that. There's yeah. none of that this weekend. They just drove really good races and had serviceable strategies. Changed the tyres at the right times. Tried to undercut um, with by getting bibbing first onto the intermediates mm-hmm. when, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, but Perez was wise to it and drove, it was I just mean, too quick. The Pere- Red Bull car is too fast. It's Perez got a five-second penalty and still won. Basically, what was he doing? He's swearing at the safety car or something. He, he, he was, was like a fifties movie where he, he went up when the safety car was out. He went up and just revved next to it some lights. <laughs> <laughs> hey, want a race? Yeah. Uh, 
Hey, asshole. <laughs> nice car. Was, <laughs> this was Perez's, this was really, I, I, I. He didn't keep 10 cars behind the safety car. He didn't keep 10 cars distance behind the safety car. That's what it was. Yes, but a red, yeah, but it's Red Bull. They can do whatever they want. And he was so high on himself after the race in the cool down room when he was like, he kept like, like tapping all the other drivers. Oh yeah, no, I won, I won, I won. I just annoyingly touching them. And then he kept saying afterwards, he's like, I controlled the race. It's like, buddy, you got one. Calm mm. the fuck down. You won one because the guy that's so much better than you, who is also the team favorite, who is also daddy. Mm. And his daddy is the daddy of the team. And the daddy of the team is Max's other daddy. Controlling the race is such a bizarre euphemism for I led most of it. Yeah, I know. It's, such, you, a, it's such an arrogant way to say it. I just, I was in the lead for a lot of it and therefore I control, controlled the race. Yeah, but that's what you would say after the race when you're trying to grind up against a 22-year-old girl in the hotel bar. Yeah, I hope that, <laughs> I hope that the Ministry of Sound Singapore had its CCTV <laughs> screwed in tight. It was nice to let him, it was nice to let Checo, Checo got one, you know what I mean? That's always, you know, it's not, it's not as nice as when Bottas would win one, is it? It's not as nice as when the other number two drivers would win one, but it's nice that it slowed down the inevitable dull winning race that's going to happen in Japan that they're going to make a field day out of because it's Honda's home territory and it's their last race with Red Bull. Mm -hmm. So they're going to get to go, oh, it's so perfect. And Max will get to win in Japan, even though to have won two championships, they've essentially had to manipulate a race director and overspend to get their two championships. Well, we will find out about this, but I'm very excited to find I out know. about it. They're not going to get punished. So, look. Okay, listeners. People said this about Saracen's rugby team. Saracen's rugby team went under. They're fucked. FIA aren't going to drive the biggest team that brings all that money in under. They're not going to do it. Where are they going to race in Austria? They, they, we're running out of tracks. There's only 72 races next year, Alfie. <laughs> There's only 72 races. Um, There's 64 sprint races next year. There's more sprint races than real races. Do you know what, that? Do you know what I found really funny is after qualifying, when Max was throwing his uh, toys out of the pram. Oh, yes. At, like all of the uh, Red Bull engineers and whatnot, whoever he's on the walkie-talkies to, they're so deferential to him. Mm -hmm. They're so incredibly, oh, yeah, sorry, Max. Yeah, I know. They're like, so scared of him. If I was like a Red Bull engineer, I'd be going, okay, listen, you little fucking shit. Have you any idea the jeopardy we've put ourselves in? Have you any idea how much we've spent? You think you're fastest because you're fastest. Perez won. Do you think he's the best driver? Do you think that's why he won? No, it's because it's the fastest fucking car that we built. And if you don't like it, you can go and race for Aston Martin and see where they're spending their money, you ungrateful little twerp. Now shut the fuck up, okay? We made one mistake. We don't have a go at you when you fucking rear end whatever it is you're doing or fuck it up. You, you, you owe us big time. Shit. Yeah, but you know why they're not doing that? Why? It's because as soon as Max starts shouting in the car, Yoss pulls out the gun in the garage. Legend. <laughs> um, also, last week, um, we questioned what happens to the cargo of the um, Formula One, uh, all the cars in between the races. And we actually got a DM from someone who works for the cargo company. So I'm going to read it out now. And it's not, it's not comedy as such, but it will explain what, where all the planes go and where all the cars go. Would you like to know, Alfie? I'd love to know. Could you tell me? Or would you like me to read it? I'll read it out. Um, I'll try. Hi, Alfie and Josh. I need to be kept anonymous, but I want to talk logistics. 
Firstly, the big aircraft that got destroyed in Ukraine was an Antonov 225, not the Airbus Beluga. Similar beasts, but the Belugas are still flying. Secondly, I'm connected with the industry and handle F1. I better not read that bit out. Um, uh, <laughs> shipments to various. So the various races are coordinated by F1 centrally rather than individual teams, and usually means multiple 747s flying to different continents at various points in the year. There is some logic to the F1 calendar, e.g. the EU flights are all at a similar time, so they can be trucked to each destination rather than flown. Anyway, a few things I wanted to clear up. Number one, the cars are flown as the cars are not flown as built cars. You can see at the end of the race that the teams are stripping them down. I mean, we did know that bit. Um, number two, I was doing this. I'm not going to read that bit out because it might identify them. All the team's gear flew. Oh, the, uh, so during the pandemic, all the team's gear flew to Australia. When the pandemic started and the race was cancelled, it was then flown to Bahrain, which also got cancelled. It was stuck there for a few days and then flown back to the UK. Talk about carbon footprint. These flights are usually secured 12 months in advance, and then suddenly the race calendar was all over the place, so it became a nightmare to move. Most teams are based in the UK, apart from Ferrari, so it's a huge operation. <laughs> You're reading this like Alan Bennett. <laughs> it's a huge operation when it happens. I'm Cash cooking. move onto the planes. <laughs> it's a huge operation. Mavis was most upset at the nose of the McLaren getting scuffed on the way there. I really thought there'd be more people at the funeral, but I sat alone. <laughs> Such is life. Put another brew on. I'm talking six to eight, seven, four, seven Fs or seven, seven, seven Fs. I can proudly say I've seen Lewis Hamilton's car numerous times. Well, in pieces in a big metal tin. Loved the podcast and gutted that Latifi brackets the goat will be no more. That's a good bit of information. That's a great bit of information. I know we take the piss, but keep that stuff coming in. Thank you, listener. If you work for Formula One at Formula One um, and you want to uh, anonymously donate information to us, please keep it coming. Um, Alfie, do you have a song of the race? Um, singing in the rain. <laughs> Sing a pouring in the rain. That's pretty good. Singing in the pouring rain. Singing, singing in, the, in the pouring rain. Okay, very good. Okay, this, it makes a kind of a, it has a certain sense to it. Also, my finally, my sponsor of the race, before we tie this up, you know Ferrari Champagne? You know they stand on the podium. We're short. Spray, spray. Homoerotica. Spraying, 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 jizzing. Is that um Ferrari Champagne brand? Is that's not is that owned by Ferrari? Um I don't know, but either way I think it's clever. Yeah, I think it's really dumb if it's not owned by Ferrari. Because wouldn't you, isn't that a really dumb thing to call your company to go, hey, what's a, what's a brand that's going to stand out? We're talking about it. If it was called Monte Compeur, then we wouldn't be talking about it. But now we're talking about Ferrari. It'll be in people's brains. Like every single listener that we have that's still listening at this point in the podcast, hearing us talk about champagne, uh, is going to go, oh yeah, Ferrari champagne. Then maybe they see it. They're more familiar with that brand than one they haven't heard of. And they go, oh, they're using it for Formula One. Maybe I'll buy that. I just think one race should be hot chocolate but they don't tell the drivers. Do you know what I mean? Just make it interesting. Just make it interesting for us, please. Uh, I'm Josh Weller. And I'm Alfie Brown. And this was Dirty Air. I'm getting some of the feeling back now.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 